Hello, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, when a covenant nation breaks her covenant with God, what are some of the first signs to look for? And how long will God tolerate an insurrection of that covenant? Stay tuned, you're about to find out. Welcome back, folks. You know, recently the world has watched in amazement as the most powerful military in the history of the world has retreated from Afghanistan from a relatively small army of Taliban soldiers. But did you know that while the U.S. military installations proudly fly the rainbow flag and teach their soldiers gender equality, the Bible prophesies in Jeremiah, the warriors of Babylon have ceased fighting. They remain in their strongholds, their strength has failed, and they have become as women. Did you know that while the allied nations of America are screaming for the U.S. Commander-in-Chief to stop making such unwise, incompetent decisions, the Bible prophesies, I will make drunk her officials and her wise men, her governors, her commanders, and her warriors. They shall sleep a perpetual sleep. Did you know that while literally hundreds of thousands of undocumented illegal aliens pour into the American southern borders with the government's approval, the Bible prophesies that Babylon's foundations are fallen, her walls are thrown down, for it is the vengeance of the Lord. Because thou hast striven against the Lord, the Lord hath opened his armory and hath brought forth the weapons of his indignation. For this is the work of the Lord God of hosts. Did you know that Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, and John, the revelator, personally transcribed an angel's message concerning America? And in 1986, an angel was released in North America and delivered the exact same message to me that was given to them. My name is Rick Pearson, and this message has already been approved by the author of the book, The Holy Bible. If you want to know what's coming to America, read both our book, The Hour That Changes Everything, and the Bible. Because judgment is not coming, folks. It's already begun. If you don't believe me, listen to this. During his captivity in historical Babylon of 600 BC, the prophet Daniel gave us these words concerning God's plan for humanity. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. In this passage, we are made aware that it is God who removes kings and sets up others. However, it is also promised in the scripture that he not only knows the deep and secret things of darkness, 
but that he reveals those secrets to those who want to follow his truth or light. Through Daniel's ability to interpret King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he prophesied the major kings that would be removed and raised up in history. The first six of these providential nations have come and gone, and now we are waiting for the seventh and eighth nations to fulfill God's word. In essence, we are anticipating a godless new world order to fulfill her role in Bible prophecy. A new world order that will deny the existence of Jesus Christ and his claim to be the only begotten Son of God. However, as these providential nations have come and gone, there is one covenant nation in history that has maintained a consistent role throughout Scripture. That is the nation of Israel. But what can we learn from her history? What brought blessings to Israel and what brought curses? Why did God raise her up and then suddenly cause her to fall under the rule of pagan nations who literally defied the very God that Israel worshipped? Perhaps the clearest answers can be found in the book of Judges. After the victorious arrival of the children of Israel into the promised land, it was not long afterwards that those victories became losses. For a period of approximately 400 years, a total of 12 judges were raised up in Israel. Their purpose was to restore the nation's moral and spiritual covenant back to God. Although God had promised them, I will never break my covenant with you. The Bible says he left certain pagan nations around them, that through them I may prove Israel, whether they keep the way of the Lord to walk therein as their fathers did keep it or not. Therefore the Lord left those nations without driving them out hastily, neither delivered he them into the hand of Joshua. Consistently, the children of Israel would walk in the blessings of the covenant, but then grow weary of the commandments that the covenant demanded of them. Throughout the book of Judges, for a period of 400 years, we read how Israel, specifically the offspring of those who had followed God in the past, did evil in the sight of the Lord. And there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. It was during these times of rebellion that God raised up enemies of Israel and the people would cry out to God for deliverance. Inevitably, God who would never break his covenant would answer his children by first releasing an angel, sending that angel to a chosen vessel with a message of deliverance. Upon following the angel's instruction, God would put his spirit upon that individual use that person to bring deliverance to his covenant people. It is in the book of Judges where we read of the miraculous victories from which Gideon overcame the Midianites. Samson destroyed the Philistines. Deborah defeated the Canaanites. But what does this have to do with us today? And what can we learn from what happened in Judges to what is happening today in this great covenant nation we call the United States of America? Wow. That's amazing how God always keeps his covenant no matter how far we fall away in sin. He will always come back to us if we will turn from our wicked ways and call on him. You know, I have with me today my wife Karen, who's been by my side ever since we started our television ministry. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Rick. It's really good to be with you in the studio today. You know, Karen, ever since we started to do our Bible study podcast, You've been helping us field those questions. So today, I want to let our TV audience hear some of the questions that have been coming in. Okay. Um, 
recently, since the U.S. retreat from Afghanistan, we've had a multitude of questions come in. Uh, yeah, I know that. What's that first question you've got? Well, the first one is from Robert. He's read your book, and he asks, Rick, you say in your book that America has fallen to Baal worship. Right. You also say that this is one of the reasons that God will judge America. Is what happened in Afghanistan part of the judgment? And is there not a way out of this judgment if America repents? Okay, thank you, Robert. Uh, that's a very timely question. And from the book of Judges, it's easy to see that when a covenant nation turns her back on God and follows after Baal worship, it can have some very serious consequences. Uh, first of all, most people don't even know what Baal worship is. Baal means master or lord. It has to do with all forms of sexual immorality, pornography, etc., leaving the covenant relationship a man and a woman have in holy matrimony. So basically, in an immoral society that walks after the lust of their flesh and is described in Romans 1 as a reprobate society, reprobate meaning good becomes evil and evil becomes good, its end result will always end up in the shedding of innocent blood when a nation goes that way or a group of people. Secondly, I think we can learn a lot from the book of Judges. America, like Israel, is a covenant nation. But unlike Israel, America is a democratic republic. It's not a theocracy like Israel was at the, at the time of the Judges. In a theocracy, everyone must do what the priests or the judges says to do. So if there's a repentance, it's a national repentance, and everyone in the soul of the nation has to participate. However, America, as a democratic republic, is based on individual free choice. So the soul of the nation does not necessarily reflect on every individual. The nation was formed in a covenant with God, but not everyone in the nation is in covenant with God. Karen, you've heard me say many times God loves everyone. But not everyone loves God. This makes America coming back to its godly heritage very, very difficult. However, just like Ezekiel saw a wheel within a wheel, there's a group of people within America who through their free will have made a personal covenant with God and God will not forsake those covenant people. So with regard to America as being Babylon, God calls for his people to disassociate themselves from the sins that's defiling her. That's found in Revelation 18.4. So don't forget, although the nation as a whole may come into judgment, God will always stay in covenant and provide a way of escape for those who honor that covenant. So I hope that answers your question, Karen. Um, Robert, I hope that helps you. Folks, we'll be right back after this message. The United Nations has a 2030 agenda. The World Economic Forum has a great reset. The COVID-19 pandemic has an accelerated mandate. But as the new world order plans their world without God, nothing will be accelerated faster than the prophetic word God has spoken to the United States of America. 
it will be the hour that changes everything. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest book, The Hour That Changes Everything. Together with our study guide and free app, prepare yourself for one of the greatest events in Bible prophecy. Go to prophecyusa.org or call the number on your screen now to make your donation of $35 or more and receive your copy of the book, The Hour That Changes Everything. We are waiting to hear from you. Call today. Welcome back, folks. Karen and I are answering a multitude of questions, and many are focused on the recent Afghanistan retreat. Now, Karen, what do you have? We had a question from John in Texas. Okay. He wanted to know, um, he says, Rick, I just heard you on the Internet, and you said in your advertisement for your book that judgment in America is not coming, that it's already here. Can you elaborate on that? And what do you see coming in America? Okay, thank you, John. Uh, this is a question that Prophecy USA was raised up for to answer that question. What is coming to America? In 1999, I wrote a book called Babylon Rising. Karen, I think we sold 12 copies of that book worldwide. <laughs> the book, in all industry standards, was a complete failure. But in God's standards, 9-11 happened two years later, and the cover of that book became a reality. The day after 9-11, a New York preacher by the name of David Wilkerson preached Isaiah 9-11, stating that this was a warning from God that judgment was coming. The text is referring to a 734 B.C. incident when Israel was attacked by Assyria. In Isaiah 9-11, it says the bricks are fallen down, but we will, we will rebuild with hewn stones. The sycamores are cut down, but we will change them into cedars. Therefore shall the Lord set up the adversaries of resin against him and join his enemies together. This scripture was read in Congress several days later, saying that America would rebuild and restore again the World Trade Center with the Freedom Tower. However, in direct comparison to Israel in 734 B.C., Israel was saying we will rebuild again as well because God is with us. However, the scripture that we're quoting, according to Isaiah, was a warning to Israel. The prophets believed that God was going to restore Israel and build back better, even though she was steeped in Baal worship, immorality, and pagan religious practices. According to Isaiah, these verses was a national warning that if Israel did not come back to God, he would utterly destroy her. The attack occurred in 734 B.C., and 12 years later, 722 B.C., Assyria came, finished the job, and ransacked the country. Several weeks after 9-11, I shared my book, Babylon Rising, with Oral Roberts, who was the founder of Oral Roberts University. Now, I was on the Board of Regents at the time, and basically, he flatly rejected my premise that 9-11 is a warning shot over the bow and God was going to judge America. Now, Karen, do you remember uh, what you asked me? I sure do. I said, Rick, what did Brother Robert say? And you said, I just got rebuked by Moses and I quit. That's right. 
I came home from that meeting, laid on the bed, and cried out to God and said, unless you speak to these other senior prophets, I'm laying this task down, and I'm not proceeding any further. You know, we live in a town of approximately 100,000, and for 20 years I've been teaching in small churches and home Bible studies, drawing crowds as high as six to eight people. I mean, this word that God gave me in 1986 was going absolutely nowhere. However, three years later, in July 2004, after our meeting, Oral Roberts had his last and final open vision. He heard an explosion, his eyes were open, and he saw blood, smoke, and vapor over New York City. It went down the East Coast, it went inland, and then back out over the ocean. A quote from Oral Roberts' testimony in Charisma magazine, when he quoted this experience, he said this, when those planes of the terrorists struck the Twin Towers in New York City, and they gradually came tumbling down. It was something bigger than people had ever seen, but it's nothing in comparison to what's going to happen in the second coming of my son. And this is what the Lord spoke to Brother Roberts. So today there are many voices in the body of Christ and everyone has a right to their opinion. However, when people start saying that the Lord told them or God spoke to them, and they stand in what we call the office of a prophet, it's a very serious thing that what that person prophesies is from God and lines up with Scripture. The Scripture tells us that before God judges Babylon for her final visitation, there will be a harvesting or a fanning. And we learn in previous lessons that means a separation between the wheat and the chaff. Jeremiah 51 reads, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind and will send Babylon fanners that shall fan her. Now the word fan, according to the New, uh, New Bible Dictionary, is he will send threshers who toss grain into the air so that the chaff is blown away. I believe we're experiencing that separation in America today. God is getting his bride ready for the harvest, but before that harvest comes, according to scripture, he will release a destroying wind, an anointing that will come forth out of his treasures, and those treasures are you and me, folks. Jeremiah 51, uh, you can see that on the screen, that God will fill us, fill Babylon with men as with caterpillars, and they'll raise up a shout against her. Stay tuned, folks. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about this wind that comes forth out of God's treasures. Two thousand years ago, innocent blood was shed for you. But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness, or will she suffer His judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy, 1-888-306-1759, or go online to prophecyusa.org right now. Welcome back, folks. Uh, Karen and I have been addressing the questions concerning what is God saying to us from Afghanistan? 
And we've learned that when God was getting ready to judge Israel in 722, he gave her a wake-up call to come back to him. But instead, they continued in Baal worship, and the prophets did not even address the problems. Twelve years later, Assyria destroyed Israel, and she became a vassal state. The Congress read the exact same verses that Isaiah wrote, thinking they would build back better. Now, 20 years later, in Afghanistan, the USA has showcased one of the greatest defeats in American history. Karen, many people are saying, what on earth is happening in America? That is right, Rick. We actually have a very interesting question from Louise. She says, I'm very concerned about what is happening in our country with the present leadership in America. It seems like everything is falling apart at the seams, from defunding the police, critical race theory, how we're handling the border crisis. I don't understand how this new generation thinks. Do you have any thoughts, Rick? Uh, yes, I do, Louise. Thank you for that question. Proverbs 22 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Since 1962, we removed the Bible, prayer, and the Ten Commandments out of government out of schools and the education system. The children from 1962 are now in government. They're in business and in education. They've been raised with a world without God. Today, we're having what some call the cancel culture. The cancel culture comes right out of the book of Marxism. Marxism basically says that if you do not adhere to our views, we will cancel you from society. And that is why Stalin, Hitler, Mao, and other Marxists killed over 100 million people who did not agree with them. There was not a war. There was no battle. They simply eliminated those who opposed him. In the recent book entitled Cancel Culture, Stephen Strang of Charisma Magazine says that the newly emerging woke generation wants to create a world without God. They believe that your views are not allowed to exist in the world. And now they own the playground and they define the terms. To participate fully in the society they envision and are currently creating means agreeing with a set of views that falls within a narrow band spanning left to extreme left. Anything less is deemed tre treasonous to the new world order. So what we're dealing with are people who do not know the Ten Commandments. They don't know the golden rule from Matthew 7, 12, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Their global rule is he who has the gold rules. They do not believe that it doesn't matter if you win or lose, but how you play the game they believe it doesn't matter how you play the game as long as you win at any cost. Well, Diane from Florida asked, Rick, you said in your book in chapter three entitled Timing is Everything, is there anything in scripture that points to God releasing signs and wonders in America? You also said uh, when you quoted in Isaiah and Jeremiah chapter one, verse nine, that God watches over his word to perform it. Do you see anything in scripture that God will have a revival in America before she is judged? Yes, I do. And we go back to the original scripture that Jeremiah prophesied, behold, I will raise up 
against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind and will send fanners unto Babylon that shall fan her. You know, the word fanners, their job is to release the wind to throw the wheat and chaff up into the air and it separates the wheat and the chaff. Jeremiah 51, 14 says, Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars, and they shall lift up a shout against Babylon, and bringeth, and I bringeth forth the wind out of my treasures. There is a major pushback against the cancel culture today. A destroying wind that will be released out of you and me. Here's the spout where the wind comes out. But the word or the wind coming out of us must be rooted firmly in the word of God if God is going to do signs and wonders. Mark 16 says, And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs and wonders. I do not believe that the word is Babylon is going to build back better. Instead, the bride declares what God's word says, not what our heart's desire is. Here's what we need to warn those who are steeped in Baal worship. Your plagues will come in one day. There's going to be a judgment on America. Revelation 18.8. That judgment will take one hour. Revelation 18.10, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Every material thing that you own is going to be destroyed. For in one hour so great riches has come to naught. The world is going to watch in amazement as this happens. Revelation 18, 19, And every shipmaster and all the company and ships and sailors and as many as trade by the sea stood afar off and cried, for in one hour she's made desolate. We need to fear God and give him glory. Revelation 14, 7, for thy judgment is come. And don't put your trust in anything else but God Almighty. Because Isaiah prophesied, these two things shall come upon thee in a moment, in one day. And desolation shall come upon thee suddenly, which thou shalt not know. So stand with your enchantments and your sorceries, your astrologers, your stargazers, your monthly prognosticators. Stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. Behold, they shall be a stubble and the fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. However, we at Prophecy USA do not want to focus on the judgment. We want to focus on the deliverance. Mm -hmm. Revelation 3.10 says, I know thy works, and I set before thee an open door that no man can shut. You have little strength, but you've kept my word and has not denied my name. Behold, I will give unto you an open door that no man shall, cut, shall shut, and it will keep you from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth. Folks, God is watching over his word to perform it. And when the cancel culture tries to cancel us, God is most definitely going to cancel them. Matthew 7, 1 says, Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, it shall be ju measured unto you. Mm -hmm. 
when they judge us, God will judge them. And that is the word that's in scripture that we're supposed to be standing on. Judgment is coming, but so is a great deliverance. You know, Karen, we're out of time. So folks, this is Prophecy USA. My name's Rick Pearson, this is Karen Pearson. And we're reminding you that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is not only alive, he's coming back much sooner than many people realize. We'll see you next week on Prophecy USA. Shalom.